Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. If we're talking about loneliness in general, I would say put yourself out there just a little bit. And you don't have to make new friends. Reach out to one person every day right. and share something with them about you. Ask something about them. Be honest. Be yourself. I mean, that that level of, that's intimacy. Honesty yep. is intimacy. Mm -hmm. And that is the cure for loneliness. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. Join family law attorney turned mediator, Lisa Kosky, for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now your host, Lisa Kosky. Welcome listeners. I'm so thankful to have you here today, this Valentine's Day, which can be a happy Valentine's Day for some. And for some, it's kind of a hard day. So we're fortunate to have our favorite therapist, Brian Burns, with us today. And we're going to talk about a couple of things. And the first thing that we're going to really dive into on this happy occasion is how to heal a broken heart. And then after we talk about that, and I ask a bunch of questions and become a better mediator, we want to know how my listeners can know that they're ready to get back out there and find love again. So, Brian, welcome once again. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Lisa. It's good to see you and hear you. And we're recording in the, in 2023. I know. So it's my very first podcast recording of the year. Wonderful. So I'm glad it's with you. Me too. I'm glad to have you here on Valentine's Day. So tell me... Well, tell me a little bit about what you know about fixing a broken heart and how people are maybe feeling, some people might be feeling during this day of the year. It does seem like Valentine's Day brings out strong feelings. Like you either, you know, really like it or you hate it. I'm, I'm sure that's not true. There's probably a lot of people that, you know, don't have strong feelings about the day. But as a marriage therapist, I'm actually a big fan of Valentine's Day. I think it's a uh, it's just a shame to let good excuses to be romantic pass mm -hmm. you by. Um, mm -hmm. And yes, we should be romantic all the time and not just reserve it for one day, but we should go big on at right. least one day. That, that's my opinion, but we're not here to talk about me so much, I guess. I don't know. I think it's helpful. I mean, I'm going to say because I think that I can maybe tend to just be one of those people that doesn't have strong feelings yeah. about it. Yeah. And can let it go. And interestingly enough, the 15th, February 15th, is my anniversary, 31 oh. years. And, you know, we really have yet to do a huge celebration and celebrate that. I always just kind of, you know, stay quiet. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe go to dinner. But so maybe uh -huh. it will be important. So I'll report back. Well, <laughs> we do. That might be a little exciting. Yeah. I mean... I've got some good tips if okay. you want to connect afterwards about fun anniversary or Valentine's ideas. Well, maybe we can even include that after we talk about mending a broken heart. Sure. Yeah. 
Sure. Yeah. But we're talking about how to get through Valentine's Day if you just got, you know, a breakup mm-hmm. or you're single or you're, you know, maybe new dating or something like that. And I think the reason, maybe the reason that Valentine's Day is hard for, for many people, it, it, because it highlights, it highlights your loneliness. Mm-hmm. We have celebrations to honor love and romance and commitment and all that. We don't have, you know, celebrations to honor being single and right. being lonely. And I'm not saying we should necessarily, but I think that it makes, it, it highlights the loneliness that many people feel. And I don't want to minimize that because in fact, loneliness is, a, it's a big problem in our society. It's epidemic. And there's good, good, solid research that says that loneliness is bad for you. So the more high quality, meaningful, connected relationships you have, the healthier that is, the more likely you are to be happy. The fewer relationships Mm -hmm. that you have, including romantic and friendship relationships, uh, in other words, the more lonely you are, the less happy you're likely to be. I mean, that's just as common sense too, but the research shows it out. So loneliness is a problem. And if you're in a, in a place of feeling lonely, either because you recently went through a divorce or you're single or both, then it makes sense to pay attention to that and not just chalk it up to kind of you, you know, like there's something wrong with you. It makes sense to honor it in, in, in one sense. And also to do something about it because you can choose, you, you do have choices, tools. Right. And, you know, as you're talking, I, I'm always trying to fix things, right, for people. And yeah. I'm thinking, okay, so for somebody who is alone. Yeah. And I think about for me, like what helps me in my life is to help others. So my first thought when you talked about being lonely was, okay, maybe if you know it's going to be a hard day, Go out and do some volunteer yeah. work. Help somebody yeah. else to get over that, to get that connection. Mm-hmm. But I'm just throwing that in off the top of my head. I was thinking along the same lines. If you're lonely, then either treat it like n- just another day and you know don't give yeah. a crap or own it. Like Take control of it and make that day meaningful in, in your way. I love your idea to volunteer. I hadn't thought of that. I was thinking along the lines of, throw a party and only invite single people Right. go to the spa or get, get a beauty treatment that you wouldn't normally get treat yourself. So kind of that self-love. So yeah. maybe, yeah. and good, that popped into word. my head too, to love yourself on Valentine's day and to take this opportunity to grow that love of yourself and to do self-care. I, yeah. I really, really love that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just take control, take charge. Don't let your loneliness be in control. You're in control. Or like I said, just don't care. Like that's okay too. Right. It's all right to just treat it like one one more day. You know, though, when you're talking about how loneliness is a problem, it kind of struck me as it's not just this Valentine's Day. Right. Yes, you so know, so I feel like, yeah, you could take it as it's just another day, but maybe just those other days should have moments of caring for yourself. And it doesn't mean you can always spend the money to do something nice, but take a nap, watch a stupid show, 
do something nice for yourself, love yourself, and then, you know, grow that with the people in your, in your life or grow the people in your life. And sometimes I know that I can tend, I would have a hard time if I were single right now, because I tend to be a little bit introverted. Mm -hmm. I work here with my clients, but kind of by myself. I, I go to the gym, I go to this yoga studio, but I am not real interactive. So it would take me to, and I'm, I'm starting to do that just because of what you're saying about how all relationships are important mm -hmm. to step outside my box and start chatting with people. You know, I, I used to stay away from a busy yoga class and now I go and I see people I know and I chat with them. Good. And even though I might have a little bit of a glitch of this is uncomfortable. I'm starting to realize that doing uncomfortable things actually brings yeah. me happiness. Yes. So yeah. I can connect. Amen. You know, yeah. and even like smiling at the checkout gal at the <laughs> farm or wherever you are. Oh, you mean you don't already? <laughs> no, but I mean, that's how you can kind of connect yeah. with yeah. people when you're lonely. Right. Right. That goes a long way. Yeah. If we're talking about loneliness in general, I would say, Put yourself out there just a little bit and you don't have to make new friends. Reach out to one person every day right. and share something with them about you. Ask something about them. Be honest. Be yourself. I mean, that, that level of, that's intimacy. Honesty yep. is intimacy. Mm -hmm. And that is the cure for loneliness. That goes a long way and it builds on itself and you get more confident, less lonely. So one thing each day. Is right. A, is a and, big deal. and so for those people who are like listening and are extremely devastated at the moment, yeah. like they are, they didn't want this divorce. Yeah. It's happening or this breakup. So back on track. Yes. So what, like what, what can they do? Because they're going to feel all these feelings. Yeah. yeah. Right. What advice do you have for someone who's really in the thick of it? Yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, you're talking about heartbreak. You know, when you're, when you're, when your heart is on in a million pieces on the floor. And I think that is a real challenge. Your mind is not your best friend in, in that place. Your mind is, is probably your worst enemy because your mind is used to or wants to go back to a place of feeling connected and safe and trusting and, and in love because that's where it gets dopamine you know like those feelings make your brain feel good for good reason i mean humans fall in love because we're programmed to do that it, our brains like it right so if you let your mind just do what it does it will lead you back to that place again and again and again it's like an addiction i, I think that's actually biologically true so you mean almost like your mind is addicted to that it, negative it, it's, it's looking for the drug. It's looking for the good feeling, the dopamine hit. And so your mind will perseverate on the past and think about the things that you lost, the good times, okay. the positive qualities of your former partner. Logically, then your mind will blame you, you know, like it must've been me. What did I do wrong? And none of that is very helpful or probably very true even. And so it's, you're, your brain needs to go through withdrawal. It needs to kind of it rid itself from that drug that felt so good and used to be 
you know, important, but is no longer needed. And in fact, it's really, really unhealthy for you. It's important to take control of your thoughts and don't feed the addiction anymore. Try to put a boundary around thinking about the past and thinking about your former spouse in positive ways. This is counterintuitive because we tell people to, you know, highlight the positive of them. It um, is, Brian. It is very a very different mindset yeah. for me to think of. Yeah, well, it, it's it's because we're talking about how to get over heartbreak, you know, yeah. how to move on, and so in on the outside, yes, you'll need to be nice and you know, kind of put on the fake smile for the kids, assuming there's kids involved. Right. But on the inside, the inner work is where you get it's you accept reality let go of the past and what isn't real anymore and focus instead on what is. And here's more counterintuitive suggestions. Make a, I didn't come up with this on my own. I heard this on a Ted talk that I thought was brilliant. Make a list of an exhaustive list of all of the negative things about your partner, the bad things that they did, the the negative characteristics, the ways they made you feel badly about yourself, the ways they're wrong for you. And put that list on your phone. And whenever you need to be reminded, because your brain keeps going back into the past in a way that's painful, look at that list, bring it out and be reminded of what's real and what is. And so Obviously, you don't want to have to look at that list for the rest of your life. That would be miserable. Right. But it's about getting get, getting through the withdrawal and being free of that drug. I mean, that's a good way to think about it. You're just getting yourself through so that you can be clear-headed, focus on the future, over it, have closure, moving on. And I don't know if this is going to make sense, but I'm just thinking about in my head how you talked about grief in our last conversation mm-hmm. and about getting stuck in grief and how when some, this is where we're, we have a difference between when someone dies and there's a breakup. Right. Yeah. Right. Very much so. And so in a way, a breakup gives you an opportunity to have a tool that you wouldn't have mm-hmm. in a death. Right. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This would not apply to a death of a love. No. Not at all. So when you're when you're stuck, when you're in a breakup, you can look at that list of all the negative things. I can't help but ask you, Brian, what about when you're stuck after a death? Then it's time to talk do the talk therapy. I'm throwing this at you when we're gonna talk about it. Okay. when we're when you're stuck in grief and feel like you're not moving forward. Yeah. Because yeah. you keep thinking about all the good times. Yeah. Uh-huh. Assuming that you're practicing the kind of the top five things of exercise and right. self-care and, and healthy thinking and meditation, then yeah, absolutely. Talk to someone because it's not bad to think about the past and remember your loved one fondly. Uh, however, that can keep you stuck. I mean, you might be too much in the past. Right. And so I can't help thinking about my darling sister-in-law who lost my brother-in-law and this is Mm. just her second Valentine's without him. That's Mm got to be hard. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's no way to make that a pleasant thing. No. It's just going to be hard. Yeah. It's reality. Yep. And so just being aware mm-hmm. that it's hard, doing the talk therapy, taking care of yourself. I mean, that's what's kind of going to get people through that. Yeah. And I would wonder how would a person define themselves as stuck? Because grief never goes away. I mean, no, it never, right. you never feel like resolved or okay. Right. I think you get used to the, the weight of grief and learn to live with it. And I haven't experienced that personally. So this is still conceptual right. in my mind. But I just can't imagine ever kind of not feeling the pain of loss when thinking about a loved one that you right. met. You just learn to live with that pain and that that and weight. To carry it with you. Yeah. It, in a loving still way. Have the happy life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to frame it in your mind in a positive way. Like it's okay to carry this weight. Yeah. I'm still a whole person. Yeah. Um, this you know, there's I, I don't need to blame myself or act differently. Right. But it's okay to not be the same person. Right. I mean, I'm I'm a different person now. Yeah. So it's contextual. It depends on the person and what they're what's going on, I think. Yeah. Those are those are tough. These are like kind of dark issues. So let's make this a little more positive because this is going <laughs> this is a yeah. little hopefully so, will help people. But were you gonna say something else? Yeah, not about grief. No, I was going to get back to where we were talking about heartbreak and how to face something like Valentine's Day when you're really hurting. And so it's about winning the battle in your own mind, recognizing the battle that's going on and choosing the side that you want to be on. And you don't want to be on the side of like beating yourself up over the past. You want to be on the side of this is right for me. This is where I need to be given reality. Right. We're dealing in reality. If he or she was good for you, then he or she would still be choosing to be with you. Right. So that's just reality. And winning that battle in your mind is the best thing you can do to move forward. Okay. So speaking of moving forward, how do we know when it's time to put yourself back out there? To start looking for a new relationship. Yeah, yeah that's a hard, I, I get that question. That's a hard question. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know when, for sure, it's time. But I find myself telling people the sooner the better. I, I think yeah. that, I, I really do. I mean, it's really important to go slow and be thoughtful and serious-minded about it. But I don't think waiting a long time is helpful. I think some even having new positive experiences in dating are part of moving on, part of getting past a breakup. Cre- you know, recording over the old tape with new with new, something new that's a much better movie. Right. So to speak. So I think those are good reasons, but when are you actually ready emotionally to fall in love again? I well, <laughs> It doesn't matter when you're ready. Like the heart falls in love when it falls in love. (laughs) Yeah, I wish we could choose that. But it's about, I think, knowing, having some some understanding of what happened in your marriage that ended in divorce so that you have that knowledge and can use it to not make the same mistakes. I think that's really valuable. And if you have no clue then about what you do differently, I think you're probably 
a risk to yourself and others. So dig into that. And it doesn't mean it was your fault, but there's always, you know, learning to have to happen. I, you know, I really do think that there is that a great tool is assessing your past relationship Mm -hmm. and looking at what worked and what did. This is what I try to do every week. I'm not really good about it. What worked, what didn't, what am I going to do differently? Yeah. And because that's the only way mistakes don't have to be a bad thing. No. Mistakes are a good way to learn. Um, so I think, you know, we can kind of look at that here. Yeah. You know, you could start healing by doing that. Absolutely. That gives you a sense of power and control when you know you have confidence in yourself. And that's another way to know you're ready is that you're confident in yourself. You know how you want to be as a human yep. in a dating relationship. You have confidence in yourself that you can say yes when it's right to say yes, and you can say no when it's right to say no. And that is not a black and white thing. That is hard for many people on both sides to say yes if you've been hurt and through trauma, and it can be hard to say no for the same reasons. But both sides are, are just crucial to being healthy in a relationship to know your boundaries, know what you want, know what feels good, know what doesn't feel good, and act on it. What I'm kind of hearing you say is the sooner the better with a little, but do the the hard work of know, of being confident in what your needs are, mm-hmm. what you're looking for. Yeah. Take a little bit of time to do that. And then, yeah. of course, have the courage. Because when we have the courage to do things that are a little bit scary, it is life-changing and just builds mm-hmm. our confidence. It doesn't mean your next date is your forever relationship, right? No. But- yeah, right. It does <laughs> not. In fact, I'm not a big fan of the like soulmate, there's one right person thinking, even though it feels good, you know, when you mm-hmm. find it. Yeah, I want my husband to think I'm his soulmate. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a romantic thought, but... <laughs> You know, people thought they were with their soulmate and then now they're not. Right. So that exactly. sort of falls apart. But if you've been married and, and not in the dating scene for decades or right. since you were 20 or whatever, like me, I would have no idea. It, it Look at it as practice. You have to get right. back into the practice of meeting people, getting to know him or her or they asking questions, being open. like These are skills that if you haven't done it, how would you be good at it? How would you feel any sense of comfort? And and for that reason, I like dating apps. I, I don't have an opinion on dating apps in terms of finding like the right person, mm-hmm. but I have strong feelings that dating apps are maybe the best way to practice. Right. Because, you know, you immediately get filters where you're kind of expressing what you like and you don't like. You get to practice greetings. You get to practice asking questions, answering questions. You get to practice moving the boundaries, becoming more open or shutting them down. Uh-huh. That's All that stuff is good. That's not wasted time. People that say, right. you know, I met, went on two dates in the last month and neither of them worked out. What a waste of time. I, that's the opposite. Like that was really good for you to do that. 
And you're going to be better at dating in the future because you did that. Right. And how would you know what you don't want if you didn't experience it? Right. So, and what I'm hearing you say about a dating app app is getting you to do some of that work where you're really are thinking through, you know, what do I want in someone and, you know, setting it up so that you can get that person or keep working towards it. Like if someone told me, I, I, you know, in the past two months, I went on 10 dates and they were all duds. Um, I feel hopeless. I would feel better about that person in their future than the person that said, I got on match. The first person I was matched with is awesome. I can't believe it was so easy. <laughs> I'm like, you. Although that might work too. You are in trouble. <laughs> I mean, I, how would I know? I don't know. <laughs> But that, that would be my internal reaction to hearing that, I think, just because, man, like you have to go through a lot of practice before things really start to click in most, for most activities, most skills, most yes. new endeavors. Everything we just keep getting better and better yeah. at as yeah. we go and as you keep being courageous. just wanted to pop in here quick before this whole thing winds down. And I want to tell you about my parenting plan online course. It is for you if you are terrified that divorce is going to ruin your children. I'm here to assure you that you can co-parent really well together. And I have an online course that is going to walk you through a parenting plan You will have a piece of your divorce done. If you want to work with a mediator, you can bring the paperwork in and that portion is complete. It's easy, affordable, quick, and effective. And it will be part of your divorce paperwork if you'd like it to, or you can just use it to co-parent well with another parent. It goes over all the things that you may not be thinking of when you're in the midst of an emotional time like divorce. So please go to lisakoski.com, check on my online courses and sign up for the parenting plan course now because when parents work together, they can mitigate the damages caused by divorce to their children. Okay, so Brian, I can't believe this time is going so fast and you know the drill. What is like one key takeaway to help someone this Valentine's Day, to help our listeners, you know, if they're they're dealing with a broken heart or to know, you know, when to get back out there and start dating, what would be your one little tidbit that you could give my listeners today? Reach out. Reach out and touch someone. Don't be alone. Use modern technology. You don't even have to leave your bed. Yeah. Reach out and connect. Yep. I love that. And that's kind of what we talked about at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That connection. I can't think of anything better. No, no. Especially to cure that loneliness. And so listeners, if you are needing a therapist, Brian Burns is in our show notes. You want to give them your email address? Just in case they want to contact you. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's Brian at mnrelationshiprepair.com. Awesome. Listeners, uh, call Brian. I check that every two or three weeks, so I'll <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I hope you're kidding. Yeah. It's a busy time right now, though. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, please reach out. I'll happy to to respond. All right. Well, thank you, Brian, again for always being willing to come on and share with my listeners and and help them through sometimes some kind of tricky holidays and and days and heartbreak. Right on. All right. Thanks, thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. Bye. Before I go, I just want to let you know some exciting news. In addition to my online parenting plan course, I now have the Minnesota Divorce Paperwork course. This course is going to hold your hand through the mediation process and the Minnesota Divorce Paperwork. It's easy, effective, comprehensive. You will have what you need to file for divorce with this course. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter. 